Hey, it's Ryan Doyle from TDR's Guaranteed Money Podcast. The big weekend is here. Super Bowl 56. We take you down to Las Vegas, Nevada with Stormy Bonantoni from VEASAN, the sports betting network. We also take a look at our own prop plays and our own picks and predictions for Super Bowl 56. And crypto, why you're going to be seeing a lot of it during the broadcast on Sunday. That and more coming up on Guaranteed Money. And welcome to TDR's Guaranteed Money Podcast. I am Ryan Doyle. That is millennial entrepreneur Anthony Verrill. There are so many different things to talk about, but first, let's hit you with the disclaimer. All views on the Guaranteed Money Podcast and the guests on this podcast are purely opinion. You should not treat any opinions expressed by us or our guests as gambling or investment advice. The views on this podcast are solely intended to be informational and are not investment advice. And speaking of guests, Stormy Bon and Tony from VEASAN. The Sports Betting Network is going to join us a little later on in the pod. 14 seconds. You're pointing at me. You beat the last 14 seconds. You beat the last episode. What we're going to do is, is we're going to start doing prop bets, um, like the <laughs> national anthem for the Super Bowl that I'm sure we're going to get into. But yeah, let's let, let's start throwing it on Twitter. What's the uh, what's the over under on the disclaimer today? How fast can I do it without it being modified? Because this is all raw. There's no editing on this. Yep. So 14 seconds is my new record at this time. Yep. Now, speaking of the last podcast, I see you forgot, and it's okay. I'm not wearing it, but I decided to dig this up. We were talking about Devin Hester, and we were talking about here. Oh, it is. wow. You can see this here. <laughs> Sexy Rexy Grossman. I do uh. have it. Number eight, Chicago Bears, GSH, GSH on the sleeve. So I did bring it down with me to the studio to show you. And I may even put it on on That's Sunday for the big game. It's a keeper. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about this as we go. I mentioned Stormy's going to join us a little later on. We're going to give all our prop plays for the big game. Jump ahead if that's what you're looking for. We will lay it all out for you. But the prop I mentioned the other day, it's getting traction. If you like the Bengals, Joe Burrow to win the MVP, it's a much better play if you are on that side. Oh, yeah. I mean, you get the juice. It's it, it's like an easy if-then statement. I mean, if the Bengals win, then it's probably a function of Joe Burrow went off and had an amazing game. Um, and I mean, you're getting what another 60 points on the uh, on the on the line. Now I'm going to give you a little tease. We aren't going to do our Super Bowl predictions until the end of the show. Although Anthony is already super committed to the Bengals' cause, just going to put this out there: if you believe the Bengals are going to win the Super Bowl, not saying I believe that, yeah. but we're going to tell you a little later on in the show. I've got a bet. I've got a bet that's going to. I got a bet that's going to throw a wrench in everything. That will. I'll. I'll uh, I'll, I'll drop at the end of the show. I love that. Yeah. This is your space. Sports Illustrated dropped a big piece about the Super Bowl ads this weekend. And I know they are yep. as much of a big deal as the game for some people, even though that they're launched now well before the Super Bowl actually even kicks off. But crypto is the big word in this year's ads. Crypto is everywhere in the world of athletics. It's on jerseys, sponsorships, help the, the Staples Center was renamed after crypto. Crypto.com It's going to be for Miami. quite some time. Miami is the FTX arena. For, for people who don't know, and I ask this half knowing the answer, is this just a fad or is this going to be up in your face 24-7, 365? I think you're going to see it in your face 24-7, 365. I mean, to be honest, I mean, this is a pretty bold statement, but I mean, I would expect to see crypto advertising just as much as you're seeing traditional banking advertising. I mean, while crypto's not a... A, a, a pivot 
of the financial system. And I really don't think it's it's the future of true money. I mean, I think that you're going to see crypto crypto just as much as you see E-Trade, as TD Ameritrade, as Bank of America. Um, I mean, crypto's here. People are investing in it. People want it. People can't get enough of it. And the thing is, is people need to still learn a lot about it. So, I mean, I think you're going to see a lot more advertisements going forward. And I mean, it's, gr it's great to see FTX. It's great to see crypto.com um, at the forefront. I'm sure you'll see Coinbase on there too. Um, I'm really curious to see if you see a advertisement from OpenSea um, in, mixed in with the ad mix. But I would think it's going to be super crypto heavy. And I'd also be looking for major brands to be announcing any sort of NFT integration uh, with the game. All right. Two questions. What's OpenSea? What is it for those who don't know? Yep. So OpenSea is the largest uh, NFT marketplace. Um, OpenSea is the equivalent of like an FTX or a Coinbase um, for crypto. OpenSea is the go-to marketplace for the uh, for the NFT consumer, and it's where everybody goes to buy, sell, and trade. NFTs. All right. Other question: the athletes. I mean, this is a perfect opportunity. This is the Super Bowl, after all. How many are going to get involved, and how many are doing their research? Like we've seen celebrities oh, pop yeah. this kind of thing early, and then they get out, they leave. Well, they all have this buttoned up. Um, I mean, from my point of view, the athletes that I've seen come into the NFT space, they learn, they get into the right projects. I mean, they, they start to engage with their audiences. Like for instance, Von Miller, um, is out there. He's, he's bought a board ape. He's bought a uh, crypto punk. He's bought several other NFTs. Um, he's big in it. OBJ took his paycheck in Bitcoin where everyone was dogging him saying like, Oh, you netted X. You really think OBJ cares about his contract this year? No. And you really think OBJ is going to sell that Bitcoin? No, he's going to stash it and we'll see what, we'll see how it ends. I mean, I, I think it's great, um, that athletes are involved, that entertainers are involved because I mean, crypto is becoming ingrained in pop culture. Crypto is becoming mainstream. And while it is a very, very serious, um, subject matter, uh, topic, and it's a serious technology and form of currency moving forward. I mean, it is getting ingrained in the younger generations and it is getting ingrained in, in, in athletics and in entertainment. And I mean, I'd much rather see LeBron James, who actually announced this last week, um, creating a endowment for web three education versus like Jamie Dimon or Warren Buffett, um, coming in and getting in the space, like fuck those guys. Like you want somebody that's going to actually talk to the younger generation and care about really instilling that knowledge. LeBron what James. What do you have against is, Warren Buffett? Nothing. I, I I like them, but I don't want the I, I don't want the, the the monoliths and and what 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 signifies like the, the the wealth being at the top and really not caring about Main Street. Um, LeBron James does, Dwayne Wade does, Peyton Manning does, Vaughn Miller does, um, and they re they resonate and they're and they create um, information that's digestible and that's that that's uh, a viral. Um, there, there there's no one else that I'd like to see more ingrained in the sector than athletes. Now speaking of viral, Antonio Brown obviously went viral a few weeks ago, oh leaving a game midway yeah. through against New York Jets, yeah. doing the doing jumping yeah. jacks to the tunnel. And of course, lots was made out of that. Uh, for Antonio Brown, I thought he actually handled it pretty yeah. well. Uh, but he's making news this week, taking on the role of president of Kanye West's Donda sports organization. But it doesn't stop there. And I like this, Anthony. I like this. He drops $2 million as sort of the first order of business to secure a suite to the Super Bowl for local kids. I think that's peak Antonio Brown and his link to Donda is impressive in its own right. Yeah, I mean, Kanye, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, Kanye is the pinnacle of like a cultural icon 
for probably the past like two decades. He's done everything from fashion to music, entertainment, um, art, um, everything. Kanye's Kanye's about as big as it gets for, for me personally. And I mean, that's that, that brings me back to why I'm so bullish on athletes and entertainers being ingrained in crypto. Because look what they do. They give it right back to the lower generation. They're going after kids. They're going after uplifting, uplifting minorities and uplifting people that are not put in these um, lofty financial situations. Like I'm all for it. I think it's a bad business decision to have someone like AB come in and be president of your of, of Maybe a little sports, high, which little I'm high assuming, up the food chain. Yeah, which I'm assuming it's. Yeah, I mean Kanye is obviously trying to build like a rock nation. Um, which I mean, Jay Z is a completely different story. Jay Z, as far as I'm concerned, is a business magnate. Um, first, Kanye is more of a cultural icon um, slash tastemaker and entertainer. Um, so I mean, I don't know if Kanye is going to be able to do what Rock Nation did, but I mean, if anything, you can see what LeBron did with Interrupted, what Jay Z's done with Rock Nation. I mean, if Kanye can take that footprint, leverage his contacts as well as his cultural influence, then I mean, he can make a pretty pretty compelling machine. Out of uh, out of whatever Donda Sports is looking to get into. Now Jay Z is a businessman, not a businessman, or Bit something not, yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, of course, Los Angeles is the home of Super Bowl Fifty Six, but Californians won't be able to wager on the Super Bowl. There'll be a lot of gray and black market wagering going on. Does it surprise you? Like we've seen how well this has worked in New York, billions of dollars with the backdrop of the Super Bowl. Does it surprise you? Like November is the next time they're going to actually get to take a crack at this and vote on this. Does it surprise you that they haven't tried to move this date up while other jurisdictions just continue to eat California's lunch in the gambling space? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I hate to use the words like emergency ruling or like anything, anything to that nature. But I mean, if 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 the if the legislature in California really wanted to push this through and really wanted to make a splash, they would have rolled it out around the Super Bowl. Um, it's, I mean, it, it, it just, it's, it's a no brainer. Um, but I mean, for instance, like in New York, like, I'm not sure how familiar you are with the bit license, um, regulations. So, I mean, you've got some of the most powerful people and in crypto in New York, and they can't even access sure. crypto, certain crypto exchanges. Um, it's completely gated, uh, due to the bit license regulations. I mean, I see the, the same, I see it being analogous with this in California, just bring it online, let them bet and all and debut it at what is the biggest sports event of the year. Um, which is the Super Bowl. Speaking of Super Bowl, we will deliver our props and predictions in just a few minutes. So stay with us for that. But as I mentioned, I had a chance to catch up with Stormy Tony from VEASAN earlier, the sports betting network in Las Vegas, just to get a taste of what's going on. And this is how it went. It's great to welcome in Stormy Tony from VEASAN, host of My Guys in the Desert. VEASAN, of course, the sports betting network. It's nice to have you. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm so excited. I love talking betting and especially no better time than the biggest game in the world, right? So let's do it. Now, I was telling you about some of the shows I've done in the past, some of the marathon broadcasts, but you're no slouch here. 56 hours of free content for Super Bowl 56. It starts on Friday, goes all the way to midnight on Sunday, including a live broadcast of the game that will look at all the action through a sports betting lens. Are, are you exhausted? Have you had enough fluids? Are you going to be okay, Stormy? I could use an IV for sure. Uh, they've been long days, but it's been so great, honestly. Like, I'm actually having information overload at this point that I keep on rebetting props if I find a better number for them and digging deeper and deeper into numbers that I actually had to step aside and just go bet some NHL for a couple of days so that I wasn't like just taking in too much information. But 
so much fun. Like I said, it's the biggest game of the year. We put so much into it and the network, I swear, like even if you go to vcin.com, like some of our analysts and the numbers that they've dug into with regards to trends and underdog, um, like steady trends that you can find for different props, even as deep into the coin tosses you can get, we've got it all covered. It's crazy. All right, but is there too much out there, though? Two weeks is a long time, and I make the argument that it causes us to go over the information again and again. Do we maybe lose sight of value because there's such a long time between the last game, the conference championship, and the Super Bowl? Yeah, I do get frustrated that there's so much time because we get in that rhythm of betting the NFL, right? Like, each week, you set the lineup, you see what you're going to do. So there is a little bit more. But I think that's also, at times, a good thing because if you're a better, you can get in ahead of a lot of numbers, like, where we sit today on so many propositions is so different than where it was when these opening numbers were. There's a lot of opening line value, but there's closing line value as well too. So let's say you're really interested in betting a prop, but for whatever reason, the number isn't where you want it to be at. Depending on how people bet it, it could get low enough for you to want to take an over on something or vice versa where the number gets higher and you can bet an under on it. So um, keeping an eye on numbers over this time, I think is good. Just don't overwhelm yourself. I think too much, like stick with your strengths, um, do your research. And um, I think something else that's really important. I see a lot of people that are relatively new to just betting and, and, and want to get in on the action of the Super Bowl, which is great. And so they look at certain players and are like, oh, well, he did this five times in the last six games. Why wouldn't he do it again? But you really have to look at what the other team has allowed as well and make sure that you're comparing um, not only the trend on one side, but on the other as well. And if those things can come together for the game. Yeah, it's one thing to say he did it this time, so he's obviously going to repeat it, but you have to make those comparisons. You have to make sure your comparisons work for this particular game. If I'm a if I'm a novice sports better, and let's face facts, Super Bowl 56, it's going to be a lot of new betters that are going to be getting into the water for the first time. What would you recommend to them? What would you tell them if they were downloading an app and placing a bet for the first time on this game? Well, first of all, have fun and welcome to the party. Um, it's a, like, I think that we all can admit anybody that's placed a bet before, it makes the game more fun, no matter what. Like, you're sweating it out, you're having fun. Um, I like to tell people, at least I encourage them, to place more than one bet. You know what I mean? Like, don't just bet what you think the result of the game is going to be. Try to get a little bit creative, find things that keep you involved throughout the course of a game. Um, If you are somebody who wants instant gratification, one of my favorite bets for the Super Bowl is the opening kickoff because I don't think there's not value in the coin toss. Let's just throw that out there. Hate to say it, um, especially for the Tails Never Fails crew that are die hard. They have to bet it every year. <laughs> it's, not, it's not worth it. Like, you have to pay a tax on something that's a 50-50 shot. And, I mean, there's different ways to bet it, I guess, if you want to bet the team is going to win the coin toss, is going to win the game. But that hasn't happened the last eight years, so maybe don't do that. I love betting the opening kickoff, though, because you do get the instant gratification and there's a lot more value on it, too. Um, This has become more widespread over the last couple of years since Pat McAfee um, talked about the opening kickoff (laughs) and his experience with it. Sure, sure. But betting no, that there won't be a touchback. Um, has become a very valuable bet that there is 
the the kickoff has actually been returned 26 of the last 28 Super Bowls. And what Pat says is that um, like that opening kickoff, your nerves are just crazy. The ball feels like a yeah, brick yeah. because they immediately take that football. It's a brand new football. They immediately take it to the Hall of Fame. Um, <laughs> so you don't get it worn in. You don't get anything. The nerves are high. Um, that the majority of them actually aren't touchbacks, even though both of these kickers are like 60%. Um, touchback. So it's interesting. That's if you like instant gratification, I recommend getting in on the kickoff more than the coin toss or something like that, or even betting the first quarter. I'm not a huge fan of, but I love first half bets. Um, and there's just so many different ways you can spread it around. I'm rambling, but I love it. No, I love it. You, I think you're right on point. It's also a great play if you're trying to get to the wings faster. There you go. Now, of course, VEASAN has a free copy of VEASAN's Big Game Betting Guide. Even if you want to just show off at your Super Bowl party, you can check that out at VEASAN.com slash Super Bowl. Where would you rather be for the game? Would you rather be at SoFi in Los Angeles or around SoFi in Los Angeles? Or would you rather be, you know, in Las Vegas around fellow gamblers having fun, maybe out, out there on the strip or at a casino? So you're going to think I'm so boring. Um, I am a person <laughs> like... <laughs> I love, so I'm going to be working the Super Bowl, obviously, this week. So I'll be at Circus Sportsbook. It's going to be just a sick environment. Um, but I love watching big games, like, at my house. Like, I am a at my house. I don't want to be around people that didn't bet the same side as me. I don't like being around the bad vibes. I just need people that are on my team, and we will either suffer or have success together. So that is, like, how I typically enjoy watching the Super Bowl in my past. This is my first time I've ever working the event. Um, so it's a little bit of a different vibe. And I am also a San Francisco 49ers fan. And before, oh, no. yeah, so before um, the NFC Championship game was won or lost, I was having so many just like mental battles. It's like, how am I going to be working the game if the 49ers are in it? Or if they're out of it, am I just going to be so bitter? And like, but I think that I've come to terms. I'm okay now. Um, but I think that Vegas might be the better spot. And it's really interesting. There's a lot of people that are going out to L.A. for the big game that are stopping sure. in Vegas too, sure. to place a bet or to go out for a night or two before they actually make the transition um, to the city to go to the game in SoFi. But for me, I don't like being at big games. It's just it's too much. I just need to be in my zone, watch it on TV, lock in. Now, is that part of who you are and what you've done in the past, working the big game and having to be there? Like, does that feel like work to no, you? No, I don't think so, because I love working them. Like, I love, um, as a college football sideline reporter, I love being at a game and the environment working it. But for me personally, like, working event versus being a fan at a football game is just a very, very different experience. Um, so, like, I don't think I don't think that I would want to work a game of a team I was a fan of. Like I'm a San Diego State um, alum and I did a San Diego State football game last year and I was like, this is weird. I can't, I can't do it. So I think it's very situational. Now you mentioned the betting handles and it's going to be in the billions. It's going to be a disgusting, filthy, massive amount of money. When you look back in the world of sports gambling and how quickly things have changed, does it surprise you at all with how fast it has risen in popularity? In just like a short year and a bit, it's been given the green light and legalized in all these states. It has a little bit, um, especially because so I'm somebody who was born and raised here in Las Vegas. So gambling in my lifetime has always been legal around me. 
So it's not like something where when I'm watching a game with my dad that he's like being all sneaky about his bets or anything. He's like, we have them minus three, Stormy. Let's root for that. You know, when I'm six. <laughs> so, it's, you know, my experience with it is very different. And so seeing over the past, like you said, year to two to three to five years and the way it's spread like wildfire and become more accepted everywhere to where you're seeing spreads on the NFL Network ticker now, which who would have thought sure. that professional sports leagues would have representation and would have um, deals in association with gambling entities? Like it's, it just feels like something that would never happen based on you know the side eye that it's gotten so for so long historically. Um, I love that it's so embraced. You know, it's it's so cool. I even heard, so I did a, um, I did the New Mexico Bowl for ESPN this year as a sideline reporter. And one of the teams on the sideline, when they, they were the underdog in the game and they had the lead at halftime, and they were saying on the sideline, like, we were 14-point dogs. We were 14-point wow. dogs. Wow. Like that that the players are aware of it and that's a motivational factor for them, I think is so cool and that it's okay to say. <laughs> have you coined the term gambling side-eye? Because I think that's something we'll have to get a hashtag going on going forward because I, I think if you're a gambler, you know that feeling. When things weren't quite above board, you couldn't stick your head up and admit that you got a couple of bucks on the game. We know what the gambling side-eye feels like. Yes, oh, I haven't, but maybe TM, <laughs> done. let's work on that. Absolutely done deal. Uh, now, before we get to the big game, uh, before we get to your prediction and where your money is in all of this, tell me a little bit about the work VEASAN is doing. Obviously, the Sports Betting Network. I listen to you every morning. I think you guys do a phenomenal job. What is this 56 hours of broadcasting going to look like? Oh, it's going to be incredible. Like the guest lineup that some of our shows and programming have is going to be out of this world. You're going to have former NFL players and stars, um, actors even that are giving their opinions, um, different performers, but most importantly, the best betting analysis that you can get and that you really can't get anywhere else. And that's why I think that 56 hours of free live programming that you're going to get over this Super Bowl BetCast weekend we're going to get is so valuable because um, obviously we are a subscriber-based platform in general. So to get the taste of the type of access and the type of information that you get around the biggest game of the year is invaluable. Um, it, it's so good. We have people that day in and day out are diving into numbers. And it's not just NFL. It's anything that's bettable, VEASAN has an expert or more on the subject. Like, if you're really into betting cornhole, we've got somebody that knows the inside track to that because there are numbers It's one guy, on though. It's, guy. Just, it's just one guy. He sits by himself. You've got to have your expert. He sits by himself. People pelt him with beanbags. It's all acceptable. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. At all. Right. Whether it's golf or the Olympics or, you know, NH, like I'm a former ringside reporter um, for the Vegas Golden Knights here in town. So like, I love betting hockey. I love giving advice on betting the NHL. I know you guys obviously out there in Canada love the sport as well. Um, and so like a little bit, a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. 
Um, but like there's experts for everything. We even Gil Alexander can give you a deep dive on betting tennis. You know, there's something for everyone. Um, we're talking about the biggest games on the board, but we're also talking about where you can find the most value on the college basketball slate. It's not always going to be the Kansas and Kentucky games that you want to bet. Sometimes it is the Mountain West, Wyoming and Boise State because sure. of the value there. And so I think that our network sure. is really, really good about diving into that information. All right, let's chop up the big game. It's the Rams. It's the Bengals. I'm going to give out my prediction a little later on at the end of the podcast. We've got some great player props for our listeners as well and our viewers as well. I did say the other day, if you like the Bengals, you bet Joe Burrow to win the MVP. Way more value out there. You get 60 cents of extra value on Joe Burrow being the MVP. It's almost inevitable. If the Bengals win, Joe Burrow is the MVP. My prediction still to come. But how do you see things shaping up this weekend? Well, with regards to MVP value, you're dead on with that. If you think the Bengals are going to win, I don't think you look any farther on the board than Joe Burrow. There's like a 5% chance that it could be anyone else because let's say that Jamar Chase breaks off for an incredible day like he did in the Week 17 meeting with Kansas City. Joe Burrow still had 440-plus yards in that game. (laughs) You know what I mean? So even if somebody else has an incredible day, I think so much of the burden to win and so much of the narrative going into the game as well has been surrounding Joe Burrow, so he's going to be your guy. On the other side, um, for betting MVP specifically, there's a lot more value on the board. Um, If you think the Rams are going to win, not more value necessarily, more opportunity, I think, than just a Matt Stafford, who's obviously your odds-on favorite. You're only going to get even money with him. If you did want to look a little bit farther down the board, I mean, Cooper Cup, if there was an MVP for the NFC Championship, would have been him, 142 yards, two touchdowns, 11 catches for four, on 14 um, targets. And so he also caught, of course, the big play that set up the game-winning field yep. goal. Like, for me, that would have been the Cooper Cup MVP. Um, if Aaron Donald is able to get around the double teams that are going to be on him all day and make game-changing moments, um, you know, Von Miller, who's been a Super Bowl MVP, if Aaron Donald's getting doubled. Plus 3,000. Yeah, if Aaron plus, Donald's plus getting 3, doubled, Von Miller has three sacks and, you know, forced fumble or whatever. Um, obviously, for non-quarterback players, you have to have a more significant day. Um, and there's a lot of positive narr- narrative with Matt Stafford as well. Um, potentially, you know, somebody who was 0-3 in his postseason career to winning a Super Bowl his first year with L.A., Um, A lot of great storylines there. But MVP is obviously goes with the way you think the game is going to go. I have not placed a side bet for the end of the game. So I have not bet like I know the Bengals are a live dog and a lot of money has come in with the money line. Um, I bet the first half. I love the Rams minus three in the first half. Um, I bet it two and a half. I would still bet it at three. Um, Because a push is a push if you think it's a field goal game. I think the Rams could be winning by 7 to 10 at halftime. And then the Bengals turn it on in the second half. Um, And then we've got the laser light show. And then it's anybody's game when all said and done. So I I bet the first half. And then I might – I don't know if I'm going to bet a side yet. Um, We'll see leading up to the game. But my thought process is betting the first half. And then I might bet the second half or live bet depending on how the game is going. But, I mean, if you look at the way that the Rams' last four games have gone, they've had a significant halftime lead in three of them. The only exception being that NFC Championship game against San Francisco, which is a, a team that's had their number historically for the last three years. 
I was going to say, it's a great point. You look at the game against the Cardinals. The Cardinals looked dead and buried, but they snuck back a bit. The game should never have been as close as it was. It should have been a blowout. But you're right. This is a team that's used to taking the lead. The last game, as you say, as a Niners fan, that last game may have been a bit of an outlier. I think so. Like, ugh, which, by the way, grosses me out. So frustrated. Um, but, yeah, we saw the Bucks game. They had a 17-point lead at halftime against Tampa. And then the Bengals, meanwhile, have been a little bit of an opposite story, particularly when you look at the Kansas City games. Um, you know, they were down 21-3 early, uh, 21-10 at halftime. And in the Tennessee game, the first half, they only had nine points in the first half, and they were all Evan McPherson field goals. Um, so I, I could see it being a little bit of a slower start for the Bengals, um, a little bit of a hotter start for L.A. at home, adrenaline, front of their home crowd. Home crowd, I mean, is it, is it, in, I don't know. But, is it? Um, is it? Is it? But, is you it? know, they are in L.A. Um, so, yeah, I, that's that's my favorite game bet, I guess, would be taking the Rams early. All right. You heard it here first. Stormy Tony from VEASAN, host of My Guys in the Desert, the sports betting network. VEASAN, 56 hours of coverage starting Friday evening, goes all the way till after the Super Bowl. Hey, thanks for joining us. Will you come back? Will you come back? We'd love to have you back. Maybe we can talk some hockey. Oh, yeah. I mean, anytime. Let's go. Thanks for joining us on Guaranteed Money. Great conversation with Stormy Bond and Tony from VEASAN, the sports betting network. And be sure to check out their 56 hours of coverage starting tomorrow night. Does this does this feel long to you, though? I Yeah. The two-week period, does it feel yeah. long in between? Like, I feel like I've gone from liking the Rams to really buying into the Joe Burrow narrative and the Bengals, then crushing down on every prop bet out there. The Pro Bowl doesn't Pro Bowl doesn't do anything, and they've got to get rid of the Pro Bowl. It's useless, no? No. The Pro Bowl is a joke. Okay. The Pro Bowl is a joke. The, the, Pro, the Pro Bowl is a complete joke. I don't think I've watched a Pro Bowl in 10 years. Like, it's, it's as far as I'm concerned, it's the worst product in football. Oh. Because it's not good football. The only thing I thought was cool was Stephon oh. Diggs being guarded by his brother, uh, but that's kind of kitschy. It's a once-in-a-20 Pro Bowl kind yeah. of opportunity. And I mean, as far as football goes, I mean, if you look at the injuries and there's getting more and more injuries per season, if I'm a professional athlete, I am not putting my body on the line for any game that is not purely tied to competition and my compensation. Like, I think it's an amazing accolade to be a Pro Bowl uh, player, but there's no way in hell I'm going out on that field and playing remotely uh, full speed um, if there's no competition or compensation on the line. No. Well, you had Josh Allen. I yeah. mean, he made it to the Pro Bowl and went to the Pro-Am instead. He basically 100%. said, I'm going to go play some golf yeah. and sign autographs, so why not do that? I'm doing that 10 times out of 10. All right. Do you want my golf pick first? Uh, because it is the People's Tournament, yeah. the Waste Management, yeah. Phoenix Open. I bet John Rahm only because I could get him at plus 700. It's not sexy, Oof, uh, but he's gone that. down to plus 500. So there is some save value that. there. If you can still find him at plus 700, dive into that. He's a great guy on Sunday. But Hideki Matsuyama, 14 to 1 right now. He's a two-time winner in Phoenix. His tee to green game is peak right now. I think it's absolutely peak. It's all going to come down to how he putts at the Waste Management Open in Phoenix. Yeah, yeah actually, actually, funny story, I birdied 16 the stadium hole did you really on that, on that course yeah i hit the ball within like a foot and a half of the cup um and knocked it in on that uh on that stadium hole no one was there but nobody saw I, you I, do it i i, I did but I, I i did birdie no i mean no, no, the, the, the the bleachers weren't up but i did birdie that hole they should pipe in some crowd noise for you yeah 
It's the longest, dude. That's the longest golf course I've ever played. I think it was like seven thousand yards or something crazy. Yeah, it's a beast. If his putter is working though, you have to dive into Hideki at fourteen to one. Take him in the top five. There's a lot of value there. Now, did you want to go first on your prop bet? You said you were going to knock my socks off. Yeah, I, I will. But I actually like the Hideki Matsuyama pick a lot. Um, one of the best moments in golf, aside from Tiger winning the Masters, was him bowing to the course when he uh, w- w- when he won the Masters. Yeah. That was the, one of the most iconic gestures I think I've ever seen in golf. Um, so yeah, I mean, I like. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, what I was talking about about throwing a wrench in. I mean, obviously, I'm super bullish on the Bengals. I mean, I do think that it's already written in stone. But I'm taking Aaron Donald for the Super Bowl MVP as a hedge against that. Let me go in the same lane here, then. We have not discussed this ahead of time. No, not at all. Donald is a little chalky, based on what I'm about to say. I I see Von Miller. He may be a bit more of a standout in this game. Donald may be getting extra attention from that offensive line. Von Miller, he swoops in. Maybe he puts Burrow on his backside a lot. Von Miller is plus 3,000 to win the MVP. You have to. If you like Donald... You have to take a sniff of Von Miller here. It's. Yeah, I mean, I think Miller, it's just his age. Um, I mean, if you went back to when they to when he won the Super Bowl MVP and had that insane game, um, I'd take Miller. Um, I just think that if the Bengals if the Bengals lose and if they lose by a decent amount, it's going to be because Aaron Donald just had an out of his mind game. Um, I, that's yeah, but I, I like Von Miller. I mean, plus 3000, you can't really argue there. Now I would do the tandem. Let, let's do it. The, the yeah, Anthony yeah. Ryan special here, get yeah, on the yeah. tandem of Donald and Von Miller. You have two guys on the line. that are likely MVPs. I mean, maybe Matt Stafford, but yeah. why not do that instead? I, something, something tells me that Matt Stafford is about to be the master of disaster in this, in this Super Bowl. I mean, he's played very well. Um, this entire playoffs, I just think like Super Bowl being at home, just the just the electricity around the game. I really think Matt Stafford has a Matt Stafford game um, in the Super Bowl. OK, where I lean in the Super Bowl, I'm going to give you that straight ahead. But here are a few more things that I'm looking at for Super Bowl 56. I think you might see a situation where Joe Mixon gets covered a lot by that defense. He gets honed in on the Bengals yeah. might be trying to do a few tricky things. Samaje Pirine, over one and a half catches. Oh, that's a lock. Right? That's a lock. It's what I do. I sit with stacks of that's, prop bets. That's a lock. Samaje Pirine, yeah. over one and a half catches, one of my favorites. You know I think this is going to be a low-scoring game, and I think it's going to be a close game, so I'm building a bit of a theme here, right? You can bet the largest lead of the game under 14.5 points, minus 125. I love that play. I don't think these teams are going to blow each other out of the water. It's going to stay pretty low-scoring. Largest lead of the game, under 14.5. I'm all over that play. In fact, I locked it in this morning. I, 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 tend, to, I tend to agree I tend to agree with you on, on all of these so far. I think that's a – I don't want to say a safe bet, but I think that's a – that's – pretty much how it's going to happen now you are paid to agree with me you're not being purposely deferential here no not at all i, I prefer I, i'd rather di- i'd rather disagree and just create the create the commentary but i mean these are pretty these are these all are right, solid. you may disagree with me on this one though and i think you'll also have a situation in this game uh you know this is leading towards the narrative of who i think is going to win this game super bowl 56 you're going to have a situation where joe burrow is going to have to throw a lot he's yeah, he's going to have oh, to throw no, a I know lot. Where you're, I know where you're going. You have to put a sprinkle on Joe Burrow, at least throwing 
one interception in Super Bowl 56. Minus 150. Is that all chalky. it is? No, it's at least one interception. Is it, ha- is it minus a half? Is it minus a half? Yeah. yeah. You're thinking it over. I mean, I could see. I, yeah, I tend to agree with you on that, too. I mean, with the pass rush, he's bound to something's bound to get tipped. Or I, I, I like that as well, actually. Um, this is yeah. good. What a if stack it was one and a half, put together today for people. Yeah, I mean, it's a hell of a stack. If it was one and a half, I would probably fade it. Um, but one, I think, is uh, I think it's doable. I wouldn't be surprised. Make sure you check your books, though. Whoever you use, DraftKings, FanDuel, Caesars, MGM, that half, that hook is very important because you could get a push in there. Remember the wording, oh, at yeah. least one interception. This is going to be... This one of the worst Super Bowl calls I've made in my life. And I hate that we started this podcast this year before this Super Bowl. I think the Los Angeles Rams are going to win the Super Bowl. I do, however, think it's going to be a very close game. I don't like the number at four. I probably am not going to bet on this game. And I know that's a weird guaranteed money kind of take on this game, but not every game is bettable. I look at this number. Was I a little more comfortable at three? Yeah, maybe a little bit, but not by much. If I was given two and a half, Rams minus two and a half, I take it. Give me two in the hook. I take that absolutely. I think the Rams win the Super Bowl, but I can't in good conscience say they're going to blow the Bengals out. I don't think that's going to happen, and I think the the Bengals have the ability to keep this game close. So I like the Bengals to win, uh, the Rams rather, to win the Super Bowl. I can bet them on the money line at minus 195. That's too chalky for me. So I'm going to sit on the sidelines and let my props talk. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how you actually make money, being disciplined, Um, point blank. I mean, don't bet on anything to bet on it. Don't invest in anything to invest in it. Be tactical and disciplined, and usually it's it's a pretty good outcome. I like that. I mean, I don't like four either. I'm not touching four. I would take three, or I would, like you said, I'd take two and a half all day, Um, either way. But I mean, yeah, I wouldn't. Fours. I don't like I don't like awkward spreads. I hate when it gets to like eight, or if it's like four, or even three and a half. I don't like um, on this game. So I mean, yeah, I, I I can respect the discipline. Um, and just stay away from that, play the props, and uh, I'll be on the Bengals' money line. All right, so you are Bengals' money line on the Joe, Joe Burrow's yeah. MVP bet. There's value there. Yeah. And just a quick note, for those who are new to this space, shop around. Certain books have caps or limits on the amount you can wager. If you get some of them earlier, you might get a book that's a little bit looser on what you can bet, maybe oh, yeah. a higher amount. I know we did a story earlier this week that, that people weren't shopping around. I encourage you, find some value, gamble responsibly. And, you know, Anthony, enjoy Super Bowl 56, won't you? Oh, I will definitely be enjoying it. I'll be uh, I'll be grilling out and watching the game with uh, with all my wagers locked wait, in. Wait a second. I was going to say goodbye and shut this whole thing down. But I understand you like to cook. You're a very good cook. I'm all right. I know my way around the kitchen, um, per se. I've seen I mean, your stuff on Instagram. It looks great. Yeah. None of my friends, uh, all of my friends usually like coming to my place um, for, uh, for, for for events. But yeah, I, uh, I'm either throwing a leg of lamb on the rotisserie or I'll get a bunch of steaks and throw them on the grill. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I, know my, I know a thing or two about uh, making a good meal. I'm going to do some Cali tacos and some Cincinnati chili. Ooh, I've actually, I've had that before. There's a, there's a chili restaurant in Fort Lauderdale that does like spaghetti, like a chili spaghetti. It's fire. Um, it's actually, I'm, I'm, I'm actually a big chili person if it's done well, um, and done right. I actually won a chili competition in college. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Someone walked into my room in the, in the fraternity house and they're like, dude, there's a fucking chili competition going on. Um, do you want to like enter it? I was like, all right, we can throw some stuff together. Yeah. Threw it together and wound up winning it. Sure. But yeah, it's, uh, I told you you were a good cook. You don't win competitions for nothing. No, 
no, no, no. It was, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. We'll have to uh, share some recipes on here sooner or later. We will do that in another episode of Guaranteed Money. Until then, enjoy the game, won't you? Yep, have a good Super Bowl, guys. Thanks for watching. We appreciate you giving this video a thumbs up. And if you can, we appreciate your feedback. So please leave a comment. And if you like what we do, share it on social media. Send a link and be sure to subscribe to our channel. And when you subscribe, tap the bell to receive notifications on all videos that we post in the future.